This I'm gonna need you to talk me through. <laughs> How could this possibly go? Yeah. You've made yeah. me laugh and you've shit me up. This book has sold me on this book so hard. There's a map at the beginning, I ain't reading it. This is boring. No, we don't talk about it. We completely and utterly fucking ignore it, <laughs> bastards. People out there are going, what the fuck? This is the stuff I want to hear from a podcast. <laughs> I fucking loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Welcome everyone to another episode of Two Crones in a Book with myself, Shell, and the lovely, fabulous, super duper Annette. <laughs> <laughs> we still haven't got that intro right, have we? No, <laughs> but I like where it's going. <laughs> um, it's it's time for a ramble. Annette. Yay! We love a ramble. I love a ramble. Totally unstructured suits our natures. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so what we're rambling about is why do you love reading oh now i mean this this can go very deep can't it really because mm. uh, if we go in the uh the way back machine that's for the way back machine the way way back <laughs> the way back machine that's for people of a certain generation um <laughs> so i was having to think about this and yeah, going back to like year dot for us. <laughs> yeah. When there were dinosaurs on the land. <laughs> no but feels out that window. <laughs> Couldn't even afford a window. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um to be honest, when I when I was um probably about th- uh, three, four, you know, before going into primary school, whatever, mm-hmm. um I my one of my all time favourite things was to have a story read to me. Yes, and to I be honest, yeah, and it's it's fed really for the rest of my life, to be honest. Um, but what was a sore point was is the fact that the only person that could really read to me or would would be my dad, and he wasn't really there very much because he always had to work away. And my mother, unfortunately, yep. because of a lack of education background, couldn't actually read at yep. that stage. Um, you got to think this is like like mid post war to mm. world war 2 rural ireland so like dragged out of school like primary yep. age to go to work um and really it so what she would do was she would buy me as we've talked about before the storyteller books yeah and uh, those were like and those um listen along books and yeah. cassettes that you used to get for movies and stuff yeah 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 i absolutely adored listening to them because i just wanted uh to people like i said for people to read to me all the time um even when i i could read myself my favorite part of school was um at the end of the day when the teacher yeah. would read to us 
Yeah, yeah, story time. Story time was the best time because it was you all sat down on the carpet, you got cozy and comfy, and then you carried on which whether whichever book like it would yeah. be a Narnia book or a Michael Mopergo, I think as well was some of them. And you know we get so obsessed with them we, that we had like book clubs. Yes, and you'd save up your book tokens. I remember those. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and the the pure joy. I mean you. Because everything's so readily available, I'll never experience that joy again of saving up. Yeah. Like ten, I, I want, I want a ten p token, and ten p was the most common one, but someone brought in a pound. <gasps> yeah, rebels, rebels, they were loaded. <laughs> <laughs> a whole pound on a book token. Oh my god! I remember that, and it was like stamps, wasn't it? You used to buy the stamps and stick the stamps in your book. Yeah, because red was the cheapest, then it was blue, but green was like the they got some pennies. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. you had a little full, like a little. A5 cardboard booklet that you would yeah. store them all in. And when you get a book, they get a big cross through them. It's like oh, the satisfaction of having to start again as well. It was awesome, wasn't it? <laughs> it was the best. But um, yeah, but then even going into high school, I would say as well, when you'd have English and people would have to read out loud. Now, as long, you know, as long as they mm. were into it, it was good. But teenage girls, no. Nobody wants to get about reading out loud. But I even, so I enjoyed it then. And the thing was, you get to, obviously, that certain age. And when I went into the working world, yes. it was then my turn because I went straight into childcare. Well, not straight into childcare. <laughs> Long way around, I got to childcare. Um, you got there, though. <laughs> I did. And I remember the first time I was asked to um that i had no nieces or nephews at this point i didn't have many cousins that i hung around with that were younger age and the first time i was asked to read a story to the children i was petrified i didn't know Don't how get it wrong move. don't do it justice yeah no no uh but once i did it that first time it just brought a whole new level mm. of adoration for reading yeah because as I got more confident, I I would do more voices and yeah yeah you know and and role play things for them as much as I could. So I was really expressive with it, and just to see those eyes light up and see you know you can see their imaginations coming alive, bringing the stories alive, yeah yeah, and just to be to be able to do that for someone else yep. was one of the most amazing feelings ever. And, and I got to do that for almost 20 years of my <laughs> life. <laughs> um, well, no, but, but, uh, five, uh, two, I'm so young, I'm a fetus. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I, I worked in education for, yeah, between 15 to 20 years. I can't remember how long now. But um, <laughs> I know it's showing your age. I know. I'm old and I'm proud. But then the other joy then was having my own child to do that yeah. with and there, and then having my uh, niece and nephew as well to do that with. Um, but now they're all grown. I don't work in education anymore, so I don't really get to have that fun anymore. Yeah. But what the bonus is now is, is this podcast because now I get to enjoy another facet of reading, which is discuss discussion about books yeah, yeah. 
And I never really had that before where I could sit down with someone that I'd never had anyone that we'd sit down and read the same the book and then like talk about it and share and all that. I don't think maybe, maybe when we were younger and you'd all get the uh, Sweet Valley High twins and all that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember it was when the, 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 the naughty books did the rounds. Oh. <laughs> You've got to read this. Why? <laughs> Have we told the story of um, Are You There, God? It's, no, Forever no, by Judy so. Bloom. Oh, we, okay. I don't know if we've, we're going to share it again anyway right now. So when we were in high school, someone brought in a brand new spanking copy, and I say spanking, copy of <laughs> Forever by Judy Bloom. And we'd all read, are you there, God, it's me, Margaret. I mean, that was all a bit, ooh. But this one, this was the first time there was a bit of sauce in a book. All girls Catholic school, we hasten to add. <laughs> yes. And quite a proper Catholic school as well, wasn't it? It wasn't It wasn't like just in name only. No. It was proper, you know, skirts had to be to your ankles. Yeah. We had a nun retirement home next door. Attached to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I tell you now, I remember that book the first day it came in and it did the rounds. Uh, there must, I can't even remember how many there would have been over, over, three two three hundred girls in that easy. year yeah easy and by the time that book got i finally got hold of that book it was <laughs> you would just have to put the the spine resting on your hand <laughs> and it opened pff, magically to that certain page <laughs> that was a well-loved well-read book <laughs> it, it was yeah it was <laughs> And if you look at it now, compared to some of the stuff I've read lately. Yeah, it's how, how tame. Oh, so <laughs> tame. <laughs> but yeah, oh my God, we've digressed. But that was fun. No, but yeah, so. Yeah, getting now to talk about books and yeah, it, it definitely has brought a whole new level of love yep. to reading for me. So I've gone from being that child that loved to be read to to honestly that's why i still do audiobooks i think because i love being read to mm-hmm. um to being able to be the person to read to people and now to actually have informed discussions where there's no judgment here. about <laughs> well in well you know it's like i've read it i'm not pretending i've read it yeah, <laughs> when yeah, I yeah, say yeah, it, yeah. I'm not what this whole podcast is for to help people well um, yeah to help people blag that they know what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> I was one well, of those <laughs> I was a skimmer <laughs> blaggers helping the blaggers exactly <laughs> so yeah that's what I love about reading yeah there we go how's that <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah it's a very personal thing isn't it reading it is there's, you know, even down to your your taste in in what you read. It's it's a really really personal thing, and I I do kind of think that for a lot of readers, I do think it starts early. Not all, yeah, but I I do think that it starts early. Um, I remember that with books for me when I was younger, um, my nan was really ill and my dad was really ill at the same time. Mm. And we spent a lot of time as a kid getting picked up from school and going straight to hospitals. Yeah. With, with my mum. 
and you would do one hospital and then you'd have to, because they were in different hospitals, and then you'd have to jump and do the tail end of the other hospital. I mean, my mum, mum was a legend. Yeah, I don't know how she she did it. Bless her. But there was a lot of, of sitting around and although you were there to see them, there was also that, you know, there had to be grown-up time because there, there, there was grown-up conversations being had. Yeah. Which meant that you had to pottle off. You know, it was always, go, go and buy a chocolate bar. Do you know, like, it yeah. was something like that. And you, that was your cue to, okay, they, you know, there's a conversation that has to be had. Yeah. So there was a lot of time for me that was reading because, again, way back then, in the, in back to dot, yeah, there, there was no phones, there was no tablets. There's no electricity. <laughs> by candlelight. No, it wasn't really by candlelight. But, you know, they, they, I mean, we're talking way back in where I, I it was so long ago and I, I was so young, but it was so young ago. So young ago. So long ago. <laughs> no, I like young ago. Young, it's a new phrase. Yeah. That... When you went into the, you remember that in hospitals there used to be the, like a visiting area or, or a, a lounge room that you yeah. used to go to, like yeah. a TV room it was, wasn't oh, it? Oh yeah, the TV room with them big hard back chairs. That's it, you've got it. And it was so long ago you could smoke in there. Yeah. So <laughs> with as, your a kid I was, as, a, as a kid I wasn't smoking, but I can remember sitting there in this in this flood, this room full of fucking smoke. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. But yeah, so there was a lot of filling of time, um, and as I got older, I've I heard a I don't know if it's if it's Mark Twain, but there's a, a quote that says reading gives you somewhere to go when you have to stay where you are. Oh, I love that. And if you think about it, you do. And and I think one of the reasons that now, because I did that as a kid, one of the things for me now is I have such as you know a diverse taste in books, so I don't just read one genre. You yeah. know, you, you know that you can say to me, what are you reading this week? And I'm like, oh, I'm reading about autopsies. And, yeah. and the following week, I'm going to, oh, no, you know, I'm, I'm reading this fairy tale. It, yeah. It's it's so broad. And I think that I never got locked into a genre because, again, back then, if you finished your book or you ran out of your book, you would grab whatever was there. And sometimes that was what was in hospital waiting rooms. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you'd finished and you knew that there was going to be at least another 45 minutes before anybody came to get you with your chocolate bar, <laughs> you, you know, you could either sit there talking to the scary old lady with a mole on her nose <laughs> who was chain smoking in the corner. Yeah. You know, come here, my pretty. No, thank you. No, no, um, no. <laughs> or you could bury your nose in a book and you would just pick up what, because you used to, people used to leave the books in the room, didn't they, when they'd finished with them. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where I got my diverseness from. Because I didn't have a choice. I couldn't go, mm, today I want monsters. No, it was what's on the table. Yeah. Like, so, like yeah, a daddy but... else steal. <laughs> Jilly Cooper. Yeah. Remember, I can remember reading Jilly Cooper. Jackie Collins. I was only about 12 reading Jilly Cooper. Yeah. What's, what's this with a riding crop? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, jumpers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, for me, that, that's what, and, and it's it stayed with me. So now it is part of my a little bit, I suppose, of my, my coping mechanism for life. So I can, wow. I can retreat, you know, you know, I disassociate and I withdraw and I hibernate when I'm under stress or yeah. things are going on. And that gives me that, that no, that's it. I've had enough. I'm shutting off and I'm reading my book and not being someone who sleeps as well. If you get a good book, instead of having that obsession tree running through your head when you're trying to go to sleep, if you've read a good book and you stop at a good point, you can 
trick your mind into thinking about what's going to happen next in the book rather than working through all those what if maybes if it goes this way I'll do this and you, do you know does that make sense yeah yeah definitely yeah so yeah really it's because I'm mentally ill <laughs> aren't we all darling <laughs> <laughs> and, and I over passive smoked when I was a child in a hospital <laughs> didn't we all darling <laughs> But you yeah, know that that's the thing that resonates with me, and that, I, I think that summed it up the best. I mean, the, the, for me, the two quotes that always come to mind when you talk about reading is that well, it's possibly Mark Twain. I won't put my life on it. I can't remember for sure. But books give you somewhere to go when you have to stay where you are. And the other one is C.S. Lewis, one of your favourites, isn't it? Yes. There, and which is there isn't a big enough book or a large enough cup of tea. Oh, that you we're gonna put that on your gravestone. Yeah, be cool, would it? <laughs> that, is, that is perfect for you. Absolutely. Yeah, isn't a big enough book and um, a large enough cup of tea. Oh, I love that. Oh. oh, something along those lines. I may have got the wording slightly off, but it's along those gist. Don't care, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect now, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, for us, both of us, then, I'm guessing it was rooted from childhood. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we were... It sounds like quite sad circumstances, but no, it grew. It grew for a into a, a love for reading. Um, and reading's and we always... weren't unique in our circumstances, in it. You know, no. when you look back at our friends. That our lives weren't unique. No, true. Um, because I don't. There was not many other kind of outlets that we could for escapism back then, was there? So it's... I mean, gaming was a was a board game. You know, who's going to carry around snakes and ladders in their backpack? Who who was rich enough to have pong? <laughs> pong back there, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Setting it up in in the the hospital way <laughs> on the television set that's still black and white from the nineteen sixties oh. and got a coat hanger hanging out the back <laughs> and a dial on the front. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's true. I can see it. Yeah, I, see it. I had it. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's. I mean, there, there's no greater gift to keeping your mind alive and active as well. It's so important reading. It really mm. is, especially as you get older. Because um, I, I've... you become more antisocial. <laughs> well, no, it's it's great for keeping the mind alive because I've yeah. noticed that with um, older people, especially those retired yeah. and later on reading um obviously doing puzzles and things are great but reading is fantastic as well i mean my dad once he retired um pretty much devoured books i mean mm. you could go into his house it's it's a cub like we have these massive old airing cupboards yeah and absolutely like if the house went up he'd be frigged you know in in because <laughs> the amount of books he has in that cupboard and he, yeah, he would just breeze through them. Like I would have to send him books as well, and mm. he just get them from charity shops and stuff, and just absolutely go through them. Um, and he credits that for keeping him, you know, sharp. Yeah. So yeah, it's it is important to find it as an outlet. I think not only for a chance of escapism, but also just to keep your mind sharp and occupied and on, yeah, on a level. I'll tell you what does piss me off, though, is when people say, when you go somewhere or you're waiting somewhere and you read, you know, that's I pick up, I'll take a book out and I'll read. Yeah. And people go, how rude with your nose buried in a book. It's like, you've got your nose buried in your phone 50% of the time. <laughs> it's so true. 
do you know it's, it's just you know mine's mine's organic mine can be recycled <laughs> <laughs> oh and other thing i don't like people that put like reading snobs that put down graphic novels but that's that's yeah i mean that's like music that's like saying you know that music shit that certain genre of music it, it's not it's no. valuable and valued by people that relate to it exactly because i know plenty of people that wouldn't even engage with reading a novel because it's not for them but graphic novels they will you know absolutely yeah. adore and there is nothing wrong with that because you are still reading 100 percent. yeah so i just want to put that out there no reading snobs no reading snobs unless do it's against do... sophie kinsella because she was bad <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> Do you do this? I mean, you're mainly audio these days. I know you do do um, hard copies. I have started but, to now, yes. But do you, do you, do you I mean, I, ha I have a book jacket. You have a so reading people, jacket. <laughs> so people don't know what I'm reading. It's for my book. So you put your book in it. So it protects your book in your bag, which is one bonus. Ah. And two, nobody knows what you're reading. And you can always tell fellow readers because if you're somewhere public and you've got a reading jacket on, they break their neck to try and get a glimpse and work out what you're reading. And I do the same. If I've, if someone's got it covered, I'm like, what are they reading? And the more you don't know, the more you want to know. <laughs> See now, no, if, I've, if I'm going to have a reading jacket, because obviously I do have physical copies because I never seem to throw any book away because I love my books. <laughs> But it, it, I had a purge, didn't I? I got rid of so many. Oh, I know, but sometimes you regret it. No, there are some that can actually go from looking at it. <laughs> um, but oh, yeah, I am getting back into buying physical copies again, as well as the uh, uh, reading on the tablet as well. But um, yeah, if I was to have a reading jacket, it would have to be like a fake book cover in the sense of like something saying something really disturbing, like. Um, I don't know, like 10 ways to avoid spreading herpes or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Am I <Very> contagious? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I'd have a different one each day and just watch people's reactions. <laughs> Especially on somewhere like London Tubes where it's so jam-packed people can't get away from you. Yeah. And if you clock them, accidentally touch them, say, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> just see them freak. <laughs> Shouldn't be such a nosy bastard. <laughs> yeah, sneeze yeah. loudly. Yeah, cough a lot. <laughs> we are wicked bastards. <laughs> I love it. That was pretty cool. That was an okay one, wasn't it? Yeah, that was fun. Hmm. Okay, guys, oh. I think we're done. <laughs> Catch you later. See you. Bye. Bye.